Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series, with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it is a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real-world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm the lifelong fan, and I'm pretty familiar with all aspects of the uh, franchise and the fandom, while Ed here is familiar with Transformers, but it was really nothing he was really into when he was younger. So thank you so much for being here and joining us this week. Ed, how you doing, man? I am doing extremely well today, actually. There's uh, a, I don't know, I don't really like to uh, date our show, but uh, there is a uh, really cool uh, NFL playoff game going on right now with the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's a snow game. Those are very cool. Anytime the dudes are playing in the snow, I'm totally into that and invested in that. I think that's awesome. That's old school. That's tough guy football. Man. Yeah, uh, man. I was actually like up that. at a, uh, up at a, uh, like a pub having a lunch with a friend from out of town. And uh, yeah, man, we're watching the game and the snow is coming out hard at one point. Really cool. I love seeing NFL like that, like mud games, mm-hmm. snow games, any of that kind of yeah. stuff is great. It's super cool. It was the snow was so bad at one point that um, like my TV couldn't keep up with uh, with all the stuff. So everything was pixelating. And uh, and also you couldn't you couldn't really see anything, too. So it was it was like interfering with the cameras and, uh, you know, like like getting the other uh, lenses all white. It's very cool. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so but I wanted to continue the conversation that we had last week in, in regards okay. to things that you used to like, but then later realized that weren't very good. Um, but so I like that conversation mm-hmm. that we had. But this is the last episode of the season. This is uh, well, this is we're this final episode of season one we're doing here. Um, so I wanted to go out on a positive note, though. Cool. Okay. And down with that. Right. So you know, and I mentioned last week that. There were probably more. Well, let me back up. So last you know, we said you know, we talked about things that we liked and then reflected on down the road and decided they weren't very good. They were either problematic or they just they just weren't as good as you thought they were. But mm-hmm. I mentioned that I probably had more examples of things that I liked initially, didn't like, and then and then upon further further reflection, I, I came back to be like, oh, actually, no, that that was actually good. That was cool and good. And, and I and then I you know I I reversed my stance once again. So, um, so yeah, no, I wanted to, I wanted to touch on that things that, that you know, that redeemed themselves to you. Um, so you, you, uh, see, because it, for me, this usually has to do with music since, you know, I've said on here a few times that I grew up big into punk rock. And when I first got into all that at that time, that there was a big sentiment of everything outside of punk rock is worthless and, and you don't want that. And so you'd go through this thing where you would just sort of discard everything you liked before. You know, if you mm-hmm. liked, uh, if you, if you liked you know, Pink Floyd before that, you're like, oh, no, no man, that's, it's bad. It's not punk rock, so it's bad. And you know, <laughs> toss it out. It's you know, out with the trash. Um, Throw it away. <laughs> yeah, but then, but, you know, I went through a phase where, you know, once I mellowed out, I was like, oh, well, actually, maybe <laughs> R.E.M. wasn't bad. Maybe I, I was just, uh, I was just in a weird phase and i'm gonna mm. go back and i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to those early rem records again and they're good they're good um, and but then you know I, I but then i went through the same thing almost with punk rock where like i spent a few years being really big into like weirdo indie rock and mm-hmm. uh so i was like well punk rock is just childish and stupid i don't want to hear that and and i was like i just swept all that you know by the way but then i reflect down the road i reflected and i was like i was like oh actually no 
this music was really good. And it's a re- integral part of my of my existence, and and I hate that I felt that way for a little while because it, it, I feel like I've come to a point where I have wisdom and uh, like all the parts have come together. I'm, I'm like I'm like a Voltron of all my previous entry uh, interests now. And so uh, and so all things I, yeah. that I like in the past are cool and good on some level. Uh, Actually, so I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm right there with you with the music, though, because, uh, you know, uh, there's another podcast not to, uh, you know, build up another podcast. They don't need it. Um, I, you and I both listen to uh, No Dogs in Space, and they gave me a renewed love for the Ramones, um, the Replacements. I mean, there are a lot of really good bands that I, I listened to a long time ago, and I just stopped listening to them because I'm like, yeah, nothing really good coming out of this. You go back, and you say, like, there was some really good stuff there. You don't identify with it as much anymore, and that's kind of the problem with things when you they kind of fall you fall out of love with them for a while. You identify less with them, and um, so I think that's part of the problem with uh, with a lot of this. And I mean, I'll give you a big example, man. Um, I was born the year the original New Hope Star Wars. It wasn't called a New Hope then; it was just Star Wars. Um, so Star Wars came out huge. So I grew up, my brother was a little older than I, well, he's seven years older than I am. So he was right in the right age range to really love Star Wars. And as I was, I, as I grew up, there was Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi was really peak age for me. I was, I was, it came out in what, it was 85? 83. 83, sorry. Um, so it all runs together now. So, uh, so 83, I was six years old. That was prime peak time for me to get into anything Star Wars. Um, so, you know, I go back and I, I watch the movies every years and I appreciate them all in different ways. Um, fun side fact, uh, when they re-released them in the theaters at one point, I realized the pacing of Star Wars is really kind of rough and I fell asleep. <laughs> um, Empire and the Return of the Jedi never happened that had that problem. But um, anyways, not to digress at all there. There was a point where I think there was so much hype for the prequels and they came out that I was really hoping for something else. And the prequels really... Um, there's a punch in the gut. I know that um, I know now that Lucas really was trying to get a younger generation into Star Wars, but having the, uh, you know, the full house style humor in a, in a Star Wars movie really didn't do it for me at all. And uh, so, you know, we had the later sequels come out. There were some good things, some bad things. It was really kind of like it was keeping par. It wasn't going, it was, I wasn't, um, you know, saying that someone was ruining my fandom or my childhood or anything like that. That's so, oh, I hate that so much, but, uh, you know, it's like, it wasn't for me completely, but I will say that they've come around with the, uh, the straight Disney, uh, streaming shows, you know, the, um, uh, Mandalorian, the book of Boba Fett, but also the uh, later movies, the side movies they've done like rogue one. It's a great movie. I love rogue one. Um, you know, a lot of those movies that they've come out with later are good. I did not expect to like. Oh God, what is the uh, the show that it was just it was just out um, about one of the uh, characters from Rogue One? Um, uh, I I don't know because uh, we are going to have to do a subdivisions about Rogue One because that is possibly my least favorite. Oh, uh, that that is my absolute least favorite thing from Star Wars. Oh, and uh, it, it is one of my least favorite movies of all time. I, I was on the verge of walking out of it. <laughs> if, if I were not, if I had not gone to that with a, uh, with a mutual friend of ours, I would have left about a third of the way through. I hate oh, every I, second I can... of that of that movie um but I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't have time to go into this <laughs> well that, that's fine right now, but so. those kinds of things actually brought me back around to like okay maybe this is good and they're actually we grew up in a time where we were 
begging almost for someone to do something extra with Star Wars after the original trilogy. We were uh, people read novels, we played uh, RPGs, you know, right. tabletop RPGs, all that stuff. We wanted something new, and when we got that, it wasn't exactly what we wanted. So, you know, it was it was a rough time for the fandom in a way. Um, and I'm not in the Star Wars fandom, but the later movies and the TV shows that have come out, actually, uh, Andor is the new show. I really dug it for um, just trying to get into the nitty gritty of little side stuff that happened during the all the rebellion. So in that way, I think I've come back around with that and I, I like it again. So, you know, besides our adamant disagreement uh, with uh, Rogue One, <laughs> uh, what do you think, man? What, what's another one for you? Um, you know, I guess some, I mean, in addition to the music stuff, I guess something that's more relevant to, you know, what we do here would be, um, Oh God, uh, Bruce Campbell, and, and and honestly, like all of Evil Dead um, would probably fit that as well. Um, I can't believe you ever didn't think he was good. Well, see, okay, Evil Dead Two back in the day, back in the eighties and the early nineties, Evil Dead Two was a movie that mm-hmm. it was really obscure, and it, it was you know not mm-hmm. everyone knew about that movie because it just seemed it. You know, you see that you know, like Evil Dead Two. That's just some generic horror movie. But then, you know, um, you, you, but then you catch it on like HBO at midnight or whatever, and it ruled because that movie is hilarious. That's great, and it, it is awesome, and it, it is it essentially has a cast of one person that carries the whole thing. Like, uh, like there's mm-hmm. there's other like side, you know, things in the movie, but essentially the cast of the movie is one person. It's just mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell, and that's what makes that movie so weird and unique because you don't really see a lot of movies, you know, with such a, a minimal cast that, that are that are that good, you know, start to finish. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. And, and you know, my friends and I would, would stay up late and watch it. And, you know, it was just, you know, what, like one of our go-to like rentals and whatever, you know, it was fun stuff. And then Army of Darkness came out. And that movie also moved. And it, 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 totally different thing, you know, giant cast and a, and a completely bizarre storyline that was nothing like Evil Dead 2. But, but that movie bombed. No one cared about it, and it bombed. And you know, I I think where I live, they showed it in the cinema. I, I think twice. I think on like a, a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and then they never saw it again. I, my friends and I went and saw it. We were just like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." I'm so excited about it. Um, and, and then you know, and that was our little thing. And but then at some point in like 1997 or something like that, I'm not sure what happened, but everybody on Earth discovered that, those movies. And then every everywhere you go, people are quoting these things, and they think that they're the most clever person on earth because they're <laughs> quoting these movies. And it, it's like when, when you play Dungeons and Dragons with people, and they think that it's very unique and witty to quote Monty Python while they're playing the game, constantly, Jesus. which yeah. is the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. If you do that, in a, if, so, you, if you play D and D and you do that, just don't do it anymore. Because uh, spoiler, it is not clever, and it's you're not, not welcome on my game. Um, but see, but to go along with that, at that point. It led to this bizarre hero worship of Bruce Campbell, who's I mean, he's awesome in, in, in Evil Dead. He's awesome in in uh, Army of Darkness, but he at that point he didn't really have that much of a body of work outside of those things. I, and I guess like Briscoe County Jr. was out at that point too, which is which is a really fun show. Um, but it was just really weird, and I was basically done with the whole thing for years. And I was like, I, I don't want anything to do with this because I cannot turn around without somebody, you know referencing those movies and i'm like i mean they're they're, they're cool they're a lot of fun but it's like man can we can this not be you know 80 percent of our conversation is you quoting <laughs> then um but then a few years later after that kind of that wave of, of 
people being obsessed with these things died off. Uh, you know, I went back and revisited them and I had time as a perspective and I was like, oh, these movies are actually cool and good and I love them. And uh, and I just needed that time away. And, uh, but also I tend to avoid the types of people that spout off evil dead quotes now anyway. <laughs> so I'm just taking that, I've taken that out of the equation. So. Actually, um, I you know I I I'm, I understand that completely. And there's a lot of things I I completely have the same attitude on. Like I shy away from people start talking, quoting things I loved. That you know, it's it's like me like I listened to them before they were cool, but it's not really like you know like that trying to be an elitist about it. It's just like you like have you have something you think it's really cool, but you think you have this the secret, and you like that everyone gets into it also, but it kind of ruins the secret. Um, dude, I, I'll tell you that I probably own like. Four versions of the original Evil Dead and like three or four versions of Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two because every time I wanted something more that you know like the Boomstick Edition or whatever, uh, <laughs> Army of Darkness. I, I I wanted like extra stuff because I loved it. I, I I watched Evil Dead Two over and over so many times. I I watched with the commentary, which is one of my favorite commentaries ever. Um, <laughs> Comment that commentary is really good. Oh, That's a, that is definitely Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, ones. Rob Taper. Uh, they're they're fantastic. They're just they're like. I feel like it's a bunch of us sitting in a room, like how we try to do this podcast. We want everyone to feel like they're hanging out in the room talking with us. It feels like that with the commentary on that on that movie. So yeah, I understand that completely. And um, Bruce Campbell, I mean, honestly, from what I understand with him, he's just uh, is like as a dude who likes talking to people and lo- and loves you know having his his fans, and he's he's living in um, the mountains of Montana, having the best life ever. And uh, he's just, you know, happy to be doing it. And I'll tell you what, watching um, Ash versus evil dead on uh, like stars or whatever, when it came out, mm-hmm. um, that whole series is great. Um, you know, he just knows that, you know, he, he's, he's, um he's there. He, that's his character. That's what everyone knows him as no matter what he does. So I, I think I appreciate him for that. Um, he's got this like, weird nerd stardom above most other things and that's cool for him um you know I'll, I'll never stop liking and like you i went back and i've watched the original evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness and i'll tell you man the original evil dead is a truly scary movie it's a good movie evil dead 2 funny i love it uh army of darkness has its good moments but you know I, I, that's probably the third in the line of those movies yeah uh, yeah, I, I mean, no, I get that. I hear that a lot about Bruce Campbell too. Is that he's really good with, yeah. with fans, and he's a, he's a cool guy. that immediately appreciates that, which I, which I, I like that. Um, Love I that. Appreciate that kind of thing as well. So, um, I'll tell yeah. you though. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was gonna. Weird. I was talking to my uh, my wife today about this, and uh, my wife um, grew up with her mom showing her horror movies. They loved horror movies. One of the favorite ones to watch is Halloween. And I will tell you that I have probably seen Halloween that, that I've been with my uh, my wife and before she's my wife and everything like that, probably a hundred times. She will put it on when she was studying. She will put it on when she's writing papers. She will put it on when she's reading a book just because she knows the movie and she likes having the background. So I have seen the movie from beginning to finish so many times and I love it. It's a fantastic, fantastic horror movie. Halloween 2 it's uh, it's uh, it's not as good, but it's still very, you know, visceral, uh, very good. Um, so saying that those movies are great. And I even in a different way, I like three season of the witch. It's a different movie. It's like, which is awesome. That was actually the first one that I saw. Really? Uh, okay. I, yeah. I, I really, I like that you, one a lot. You pull that one out of the mix. Cause it's kind of an anthology. They're trying to do an anthology, but those right. movies like four five, six, 
seven, I think, too. They were awful. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I have a they collection were. for four because I had a, a poster of it in my oh, okay. for years when I was a kid. I enjoy Halloween. Uh, yeah, I do a lot. Um, and, I, you know, I never really watched H2O. She loves a movie. I've never, it was like, I've never seen it. If it's a very 90s, um, you know, that whole scream kind of like era, very 90s feeling Halloween. It's a good one, actually. It's not a bad one at all. It's, it's it works really well with the whole thing. But uh, so, you know, I have my uh, beginning. I really love it. A few things in the middle. And I, I really I don't like Rob Zombies because it's whatever. Uh, it's a different kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, the later trilogy has come out and re, like the rehashing of like continuation of Halloween. Yeah. It is so brutal. It is so like the, everything about this movie. Uh, Halloween and Halloween Kills. I, I love them. Um, Halloween Ends. I have mixed feelings on. Uh, my wife hates it. Uh, <laughs> it was like take take the whole thing of the the shape and you know the evil into a different round. But I, I like for different reasons. Um, she hates it. But anyways. It really, it was a big thing where beginnings great. It books and really nice bookends really nicely. You know, if you take out those like four, five, six, and I think seven, I think is what it did. Uh, take those out and put those other ones together. It really tells a great story. Um, so yeah, I've come right around to like loving Halloween again. Fair enough. Yeah. You, you know, uh, one that I had a similar thing was uh, Kevin Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. In, in particular, mall, like mall rats. Like, uh, like I, I loved all those movies when they were first coming mm-hmm. out up until well, I guess like, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Your Back was about when mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Um, and then, uh, you, you know, like at that point, I was burnt out on the guy and I was like, man, this stuff isn't relevant anymore. And then, uh, <laughs> uh like Clerks 2 came out and it was like, I was like, man, this is just this really just sums up Kevin Smith's career that he's just going back to the <laughs> to the initial thing that you know, in the story, these guys are going back to, to where they started and he's just going back to where he started too because yeah. he just can't do anything else. But, um, but Mallrats, though, that was, you know, I, I love it when, when it came out and, and and you know that along with the rest of them, I was like, man, this these are just these are yeah, I don't know, man. These just have, haven't aged well. But after I had that time, I, I got a completely different appreciation, especially from All Rats, uh, since that movie is almost a perfect time capsule of what a lot of people's lives were like in the nineties. Like that's it, it's really rare when you think of that too, because something like Days and Views is a pretty perfect dissolution. Mm-hmm. Of, of 70s dirt bad life right but but it took 20 years of perspective to be able to make that mm-hmm. mall rats does that for kids like me who like in the 90s were so we didn't mm-hmm. I, didn't know, I didn't know what to do you know I, they- I was i had a i had a crap you know aimless job i was trying to go to college but you know i had nothing to do my friends work in the mall. I'm like, walk around the mall and get free samples <laughs> you know, like free sunglasses and uh even the stereograms that was a huge thing. Stereograms it was, it was, that. It was a huge, a schooner. Was a huge thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, sorry. But yeah, it, no, I mean, he made a pretty perfect time capsule of that period in the time, you know, because like, mm-hmm. uh, like American Graffiti is kind of the same thing. American Graffiti is made in the 70s, but distills the 50s experience for teenagers perfectly. But it took 20 years to be able to do that. So, you know, in, in theory, you should think that like in 2015, there should have been a, a perfect movie about the 90s, but the perfect movie about the 90s already existed because it was made in the 90s, which is very interesting. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, Mall Rats is one that I've uh, watched recently and and uh, it's still good. It's still, uh, especially if you grew up in that time. So. I can see that, definitely. 
Yeah. Um, and I'll, you know, be honest, um, you know, it comes full circle for here for me because, you know, my, my childhood was big on transformers. Um, I think after beast wars and such, they had a big chunk of, um, they, they, people are clamoring for like anime or not anime really. Well, the Japanese animation of uh, Transformers stuff that came over, it was bad. It was so, I know some people love it. It was just bad and come full circle. Uh, we, we come out with, um, I think the, uh, the Transformers, um, Michael Bay movies brought in a new interest in it and we had, um, some really good shows come out of that. So it's really come full circle where, um, you know, it's not that I ever fell out of love with them, but I, I can, it's like, it feels more accepted. I don't know. So, but I mean, honestly, that's kind of how it goes with some of these things. You get you, those things that are important that are, that are good and have uh, like stand, uh, you know, stand the test of time, come back around. You know? no, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't even have a clumsy, uh, like, like a plague. Of like a plague, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's around the plague, yeah. Insecticons. Um, of insectic of insecticons. So, uh, so yeah, yeah here we here we go. Final episode of the season. Yeah, man, uh, we got our buddy uh, Dougie Fresh Booth. Doug Booth. We'll skip. We're, well, I'm I'm just I'm not even going to say anything about it today. I'm not even going to mention his title today because uh, he's just a he's friend of the show. Dougie. D- Dougie uh, Booth. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, so I had to look up something. So we we open in uh, swamp in Bali. And the narrator, the the best uh, voice actor oh, in the show, so good. We, you know, we're we're in Swamp and Bali, is known as Demon Swamp. Demon Swamp, like so. Man, something I, bad's gonna come out of there. You know, when you oh, name a place that, something bad's gonna come out of it. Demons, man. Demons. Come um. So I had to look up the. I felt bad. I was like the natives of Bali. I can't say that. The so I was like, what are the natives of Bali named? And um, I had I didn't really catch myself to say not bolognese they're the bolognese so fun fact. bolognese like bolognese like the sauce yeah but you know i looked at it i almost said bolognese so i had to stop myself it's oh, the uh man. yeah so poor bolognese are, are motioning in our uh they're they're they're, they're bringing their uh, grain and their boats through the demon swamp i don't know why they have to go through the demon swamp why are they going through the demon swamp like just uh, just don't go in there and so yeah, these guys are rowing these. Uh, they got like the stick, the sticks. And they're like rowing yeah. these little uh, canoe things, and uh, robot bugs pop up out of nowhere and start zapping these uh, Balinese natives. These poor guys. Um, they've got some a pretty wide variety of accents here. Also, there's like, some guys just kind <laughs> of. There's a couple, couple of guys that are yeah. So a couple of these guys here have some thick accents. That I don't think that's what people from Valley yeah, <laughs> like. I, they call me crazy, but uh, but speaking of accents though. So these uh, these robot bugs transform and they yes. start talking. These dudes sound like Pokemon. These dudes sound <laughs> super cool. They have these crazy voices. But the thing is, I cannot understand. I can't understand a single thing any of them are saying. I had to turn the subtitles on. <laughs> I was like, I, I I don't know what what these guys just came in and they were just like spewing stuff and i was like i thought they were like pokemon they were just mumbling the names <laughs> or whatever again i didn't know what was going on bombshell i choose you god and uh, uh I, it, so yeah so yeah, they're heavily some... reverbed voices yeah god, um these guys yeah shrapnel shows up first and then like bombshell pops up and flings a boat to the shore he just goes up takes his bull weevil like proboscis and goes boom over to the shore tosses the guy over there and they're like they're eating and stuff and like one of them goes kickback your meals escaping and the other one says in that case i better 
hop to it because he's a you know good he's, he's a, a grasshopper. He's a grasshopper, yeah. Uh, so. he makes these guys just eat everything. They, they do. That's our whole. That's our whole. Got Snorlax from. <laughs> they. Uh, this is a great thing though. Um, I was reading the script before I, I watched the episode, so uh, he kickback jumps at this remaining boat. Goes yeah. In the script, um, this this it says that kickback makes a karate sound. So if you ever wondered what a karate sound is, that's what apparently it is. I I, I don't know if the the voice actor is like uh yeah he's like yeah use that okay. Um, so yeah, karate sound. So uh, um, here's something, something really cool that uh, mm-hmm. whenever you made that sound, um, like uh, your mic kind of distorted and it actually sounded like the sound from the <laughs> show. That was very beautiful. Cool. So, so yeah, just scream into it louder whenever you want to sound like an insecticon. I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, these guys just eat stuff. And then, but the Autobots get a distress call and they answer it like it's from Bali. Like, and I always love these things when like foreign countries get that genericized when like, it's, a, it's just a call from this country. Like, um, like, okay, so there was a commercial in the 90s. I don't know if you remember this or not. It was a commercial for some long distance company where there's a guy at a payphone. He's trying to call somebody and, 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 and this guy answers the phone at a payphone. He's on the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And and the guy answers the phone and he goes, Moka And the yeah, guy goes, I was, I was thinking it's, yeah, and he's like, "Is this is this Phoenix?" And he goes, "You've reached Fiji." Like, I'm gonna answer my phone and go, "Hello, this is America." <laughs> I, I, yeah, I actually, uh, I'd always thought he said Okanaka Pisai. I don't know what he said. I, I, I guess he said Okanaka which I always heard Okanaka Pisai. And what's funny is I actually, um, in a fit of nostalgia, when I was mm-hmm. making my notes, I actually uh, YouTube that commercial and watched it <laughs> and it's a lot more grim than i remember it being like the guy was trying, that was trying to call phoenix was like uh, alone like at night at a payphone it's like this kind of noir kind of thing where it's, it's like mm. one single street light beating down on this guy and like he's all distressed because he's trying to call phoenix and and like uh it's <laughs> like look look at and your long distance carrier you won't run into these things and this poor guy is like on the beach and he's trying to surf or whatever and he's, he keeps answering the payphone don't answer the payphone dude you don't need to like Why? that's not your job Oh, how did he end up getting getting Fiji? I, I think he was telling the operator that he was trying to call Phoenix, like Phoenix, Arizona. That's... And then the, the operator, I guess, like at who was a big long distance carrier back then? MCI. They were a big yeah. one, right? And uh, so maybe it, they were just implying that MCI is so bad and so stupid. Yeah, the operators will be like, Phoenix. Oh, yeah, let me call uh, Fiji. Fiji. Let's find right. a payphone to Fiji. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I'm trying to call it like, like Baltimore and like you've reached Valley. <laughs> so that means what happened, man. They're like, they're listening for Baltimore and Valley comes through. Valley comes through. Yep. So um, they're so, being yeah, yeah. giant so, bugs. So, so yeah. So sorry for the discretion. Uh, the, oh, the, that's the, great. The direction there on the, um, yeah. On the, what can I say? <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah, they, they get uh, all together and um, they get a group together and say, okay, we're going to hey, um Dad, tell Optus Prime where we're going. They just leave, leave. leave a note. Leave a note. For yeah, pretty much. Leave, hey, yeah. Dad, uh, stay here and uh, guard the base, I guess, with the open garage door, and uh, make sure everyone knows where we're going. Um, Skyfire, Skyfire is real excited here because he says uh, he's calling up the uh, the Skyfire Exterminator Service. He's, uh, uh, he already yes. he already doesn't like bugs. He's going to exterminate these bugs. So he, he's going to transform in the base and just fly out the uh, garage door. Um, I guess it's a good thing they uh, they have a huge hallway that every anything can walk down oh, or fly God, out. It's so it's so big. Yeah, it's it's terrible security. Um, so Laserbeak 
I guess, intercepts the message and tells Megatron about the SOS. Megatron goes to investigate, obviously getting there first since they fly. So once again, we have the whole thing where the Decepticons are really getting the upper hand every time because they just fly there. You know, the rest of the Autobots are driving across, you know, different continents. So it takes them like five minutes longer, apparently. Um, So I made a note here about being confused because I thought that the Decepticons were Decepticons. And but this gets answered in like like ninety seconds. So my whole bit here is just completely <clears throat> so I was your bit your bit is terrible, man. I know just every every time. But <laughs> but so so they get so they go to the swamp and uh Soundwave uh sends Ravage out and uh Ravage is super excited. He's like in his element, he's in the jungle, like like his home. He's very excited. It's like when I walk my dog. I have a Siberian husky, and when it's cold outside, he's very excited. He gets he walks like he has a He's very proud to be outside and walks into a lot higher. <laughs> feels good, man. Yeah, he loves it. So, uh, so I'm sure that uh, Ravage felt the same mm-hmm. way when he was in the swamp, like this is his ancestral homeland. <laughs> even though he's from a robot planet, and doesn't know what a swamp is anyway. Yeah. So they the um they find this small mound in uh, with moss and stuff covering it, which is the Insecticon base apparently, and then they realize that their base is an escape module. Uh, from the Decepticon ship. So apparently they were on the ship, but uh, no one remembers them. So that's fun. Yeah, I was about to say. So this was part of the ship that came to the to Earth initially. I mean, it sounds like it from what they what they explain, but no one knows who they are. No one knows where they came from. They're just there, but apparently they escaped in the ship or something. Yeah. So yeah. they've been they've also been sitting here for four million years, and they just now woke up for some reason. Yeah. Why did it, I don't know why four million years is a good timer? I don't know, man. Uh, maybe their their cell phone alarm just went off. Finally, who knows? Who knows, man. And so, um, they they something like their um their identity computer modules or whatever like help them adapt as inse- insects because where they're at, which you know, big boll weevil, uh, big grasshopper, and a and a big um, I don't know what kind of beetle he is. It's like a like a stag beetle. I yeah, think like a stag beetle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's that's right. big, uh, big mandibles. Um, yeah. So I didn't know they all lived in Bali, but okay. I, you know, I, I'm willing to overlook that. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but my question, what were they before? What were they on Cybertron? You know, I don't know. Um, apparently they were um, opportunistic jerks. But um, besides that, I don't know. I, I like there's this, almost this tribalism once again, because, you know, the Dinobots have their own little sect within, within the Autobots. The Insecticons have their own little sect within the Decepticons. So there's this neat little tribalism, these like subsects of uh, different different factions. I, I like that a lot. I don't know why. It, it just seems more interesting to me than rather than, you know, good versus evil or, you know, black versus white. They all talk the same, too. Oh, they're great. Uh, Every, they're everybody like... the, everybody in the factions talks the same. So all the, all, yeah. all the Dinobots talk like like big dumb Frankensteins and these guys <laughs> talk like reverb Pokemons. Yeah. Um, uh, and the Autobots are driving through a ravine when Optimus hits the brakes where there is some village celebration. You know, this reminded me of that. Um, do you remember the the big celebration in Big Trimble in Little China where the Port Chop, Chop Express was going down the uh, alley? Yeah, man. Yeah, Stop. Sure Reminds me just of this. Like, <laughs> oh, what are we going to do now? Um, so, yeah, like, you know, well, Jack Burton decides he's going to drill into the side of the uh, wall, apparently, and go under the... Or no, he, they go down this, like, little, like, I don't yeah. know, hill. Yeah, he's just he's just there and drill, and uh, but he's also uh, he knows how to get through there because he calls himself a proton powered pathfinder. Yeah, obviously he is. And right. then somebody yeah. calls him out on that. He's like, "Yep, just like proton powered pathfinder." I think Wheeljack so, does that. Yeah, 
So, yeah, so uh, we, we cut to uh, the scene in a field with some farmers and uh, there's a, a Balinese. That was a Balinese. 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 A Balinese uh, dude driving a combine. And uh, he sees that the uh, the Insecticons ahead of him and he, with this crazy accident. Monsters. <laughs> Monsters. <laughs> yes. And then the Insecticons just blow this guy's poor combine up. You yeah, know how expensive just... a combine is? Man, nobody, nobody in Bali has a combine, I bet. That was probably, probably the, the community combine. combine. Yeah, yeah so they'll come out in the whole island. Yeah, and he it was his chance. He rented it out for that time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and didn't didn't get insurance on it because he's like, "What's going to happen in Bali?" Mm-hmm. So that that dude is on the hook for that combine. Yeah, man, he, he's ruined now. So economic uh, terror, it's economic terrorism. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, so they blow this thing up, and then they is have to kind of do this weird thing where they make the chunks of metal like copies of themselves and there's a whole army yeah. of these dudes like, he like he like sends out like shrapnel sends out the shrapnel bomb and blows up um the combine and stuff and sends shrapnel like metal into the uh, grass or the, the the wheat rather the grain and uh makes more clones that's one of the big things is they do clones and they do it all the time that's kind of huge though um yeah. those are i guess those are like permanent things right yeah until he loses uh, control of him yeah yeah, yeah. See, that's 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 though because i mean if you think about that that's a that's a pretty i mean from thinking about it you know, from like a serious point of view that's a pretty pretty major oh, power to have you know that's I mean, a pretty op yeah uh, yeah he got he got the uh the 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 magic item that kills all the dragons yeah he it's um it's like, like multiple man from X. <laughs> he, he kind of is yeah <laughs> oh man okay i see there's a little uh activity on the uh discord anyways he makes all the multiple, I guess, clones of these guys. I gotta say, they have the, some of those useful secondary weaponry of anything we've ever seen in the show. They constantly pull out, like, oh, well, I have an answer for this. There's all, yeah, they have all kinds of cool, like, lasers and stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty nuts how much uh, how much gear these guys pack. And uh, they're pretty, it's pretty powerful, too, man. So, uh, yeah, these guys are pretty uh, these guys are pretty awesome. The, the, the Autobots are kind of hiding from these guys because they're, like, dropping these, like, air-bursting cannons all over mm-hmm. them. And uh, the Autobots are, even though they're getting shelled, they're pinned down. They're like, somebody goes, well, at least they didn't bring that sawed-off nerd Rumble with them. <laughs> man, why <laughs> are they picking on Rumble again? <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Like, I'm telling you, he is that kid next door who's a little younger than you. And you really hated dealing with him, but you know, he, you know, he was like, "All right, you can come hang out with us, but just don't talk." He's that kid. Yeah, yeah, he's, like that kid, yeah. yeah he's like that kid that I uh, almost got in a fight with when I was a kid because he wouldn't tell me how to go for the pin in uh, in WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> uh, wait, is he not the kid who um who couldn't uh, pronounce Devastator? Oh, Devastor? No, Devastor? no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Have, we didn't have, that was before. That was pre-Nintendo. That was right before I had a Nintendo, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so Sideswipe is drilling into. I, I guess I think it's Sideswipe. He's drilling into this mountain, and he's. Yeah. It's been. It's been so long. It's been like three segments. He's been drilling into this thing. So Optimus Prime is just like, get out of the way, and he turns into the. <laughs> turns into the. He turns into the truck. And he just crashes through. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how he knew there was only only like a paper thin um, layer left. He just busts through there. And and someone says like, "Oh, Optimus and the rest are here! Yay!" And they do this big cheer. <laughs> yes, a big cheer. So Sunstreaker uh, does a flying body press, and uh, oh, that was great. 
And he just he dives onto his Megatron. It's like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat coming off the top rope. Um, that was cool. And then, and but then he gets he gets tossed aside. And Megatron goes for the power bomb on Sideswipe, and he power bombs him into the Autobots. And, Dude, uh, this was... it looked like it looked like Andre the Giant fighting midget wrestlers. It was, it was, it was so like, good. They're like hanging off him. He's like got one in each arm. He's flinging them. It was the best thing ever. Oh man, Giant. I loved it. Gotta love it. So yeah, so, yeah, there's a big brawl, and in the middle, at the at the end of this brawl, Skyfire's laid out and broken again, and uh, Wheeljack fixes him. And I was like, I didn't even see him get hit. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he uh, he took a shot to the uh, uh, the the unit that makes him work. I don't I know. He, I think he looked at a laser and he just fell down. <laughs> he fell down broken. Like dude, that, that dude's constitution is like a two. Dude, this he is awful. You you were right the last episode where you were like, ah, oh, he has some zero points in armor. He's all in speed. Yeah. And I'm like paper mache like, uh, uh, armor on him. Dude, I don't like. He, he works God. with SDC, man. He's shooting MDC uh, weapons, but he's like SDC oh, armor. God, he's the man. He's terrible, dude. Just like, like just, just drop, just dude, dude, just drop us off and go back home. We'll call you when it's when the movie's yeah. over. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, but then, but then, what does he do? Then he transforms and he's gonna go fly, chase down the Decepticons, right? But man, he, hold, but hold on, hold on, okay, hold on, because I'm, I'm about to get, I'm about to get mad here. All right. So he he transforms, takes off. He's like. Optimus Prime goes, hey, man, be careful, because we can't help you from the ground. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Despite the fact that we've seen the Autobots fly several times in the past. But keep that thought in mind, because we're, okay. we're about to revisit We're about to revisit that thought in just a second. Put a pin so, in that? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, so, okay. Yeah. I got to back up real quick for a scene. When Skyfire shows up with the Insecticons in the field, he does this weird Gerwalk mode dumps all the Autobots out and then transforms. He like stops, goes, dumps them, he did. and then transforms. It was it the is, weirdest yeah. looking thing. It was kind of cool, actually. It was actually kind of cool. But uh, it was just weird. But yeah, so Skyfire takes off and uh, Egyptian Lover notices that Skyfire is following them. Megatron tells the Insecticons that he'll watch their clones if they take out Skyfire. So mm -hmm. what, what's he going to do? He's like, hey, I, I got your boys over here. You just go take care of him. I don't, he's want to deal with them. Yeah. But meanwhile, the Decepticons—they have something to do, though. They're—they got business to attend to. They're yeah. gonna go robin. They're gonna go robin oil refinery. Yep. So we're back to fossil fuels. And I got so much to say about this too. We're also back to the original plan. Mm -hmm. We're all, we're back to the, to the episode one plan of like let's go rob some some oil refineries and, and get some yep. more energon, which is which is fine because mm -hmm. I, I felt like they've been kind of aimless. They haven't really been. There's been a whole lot of energy seeking out the past couple of days. There's been a few um yeah, a few problems in that. But uh yeah, so Skyfire's flying and the uh and the Insecticons meet up with him and uh kickback goes blow him shoots at him and the uh and then bombshell and shrapnel each grab a wing and they're chewing on the wings and he's like doing this whole bob and a weave and, and I'm gonna let you take over now when the Autobots discover what's going on. Oh man. Yeah, let's do this. Wheeljack Wheeljack transforms into robot mode and what does he do? He flies, he flies up and he starts blasting the Insecticons. Like literally, it, it was it was literally like ninety seconds prior to this in the show when Optimus Prime's like, "Hey man, be careful up there. We can't back you up on the ground." Uh, I, sky, I feel so. like I feel like the Autobots have like been Stockholm syndroming all of us, no thinking that we they can't fly. Like, no, no, we can't fly. We 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 forgot how to fly. And ever so often, like, hey. Fly up there. Okay, I got this. But oh, wait, they can't fly. Oh, no, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Um, 
so we cut back to the oil refinery and the oil re- the oil refinery workers. I don't know. First of all, I don't know where this oil refinery is. I don't know if this is in for in Valley still or if we're back in uh, Oregon or I don't know. Else, but I feel like the uh, one of the workers had this uh, this kind of accent. So I think I think we're in Bali. Maybe we're in somewhere in Southeast Asia. I don't know where we're at exactly. But he says the monsters are back. Run. <laughs> yeah, the monsters like, are back. Like they've robbed this place in the past multiple times, <laughs> apparently, and and so no one thought to up the security here, any sort of counter countermeasures or anything like that to deal with evil transforming robots that break they, in and steal. They, they gave them a one way um, communications to the Autobot base. That's what they did. How are they going to get there that fast? How do you need Southeast Asia from Oregon that fast when you can't fly? You gotta... I can they not fly? They can't fly in giant yeah. quotation marks. <laughs> Why don't they have like a like a giant like oil tanker? Well, I guess they can fly Skyfire, but because they're yeah, he's got he's got like their uh, their Earth taxi right now. Hmm. Yeah, uh, so uh, Shrapnel uses his override waves. Oh yeah, the sorry, the uh, Autobots are driving still. Shrapnel comes across them, uses his override waves to take care uh, take control of Sunstreaker and Sideswipe. So Sunstreaker and Sideswipe are uh, barreling towards the Autobots. They're like, shoot our tires, we can't stop. So Chris Christopherson bot uh, uses his forceful, forceful generator to <laughs> disrupt the waves from shrapnel. He goes, I got you, boys, and shoots his forceful thing. And uh, yeah, instantly lose control of um, of uh, Sideswipe and Sunstreaker. And so Braun asks Optimus to do a fastball special with him. He, he lays, Optimus, throw me at him. He is Wolverine. Optimus Prime is Colossus. And he hurls him lands on top of shrapnel and starts punching him like in the sky they're flying around in the sky yeah. it's really cool yeah and, and the, the one of these technicons gets real mad about this whole thing and he doesn't want any more as he says interruption <laughs> but man i gotta tell you who was there at the refinery rumble he's there i know i know that that, that nerd. sawed off nerd that sawed that off nerd, nerd is there yep. a geek mm-hmm. yeah yep. and i love it man megatron is up against the building with his arms crossed he's just chilling watching all the he's like smiling he like hey guys glad you showed up We've See, been, he's, uh, the, he's he's the foreman now he is 100 the foreman yeah so i really like this oil refinery it's very uniform yeah it's, it's like you build this in uh sim city this is, this is what your <laughs> industrial district will look like in sim city i like i like this thing a lot um so yeah he he sends the insecticons to uh start drinking oil from the exxon valdez <laughs> over there they're like fleas. They're like, yeah, they glomp onto the side of this oil tanker it and they're just sucking, sucking the oil out of there. And yeah, what are they gonna? What are they? Are they, are they hungry? Or are they? Or are they gonna oh, do just, something with that? They're constantly like looking for uh, energy. I guess so that's weird. kind of their shtick, man. They uh, they're they're effective and they're they're really good, but they're always hungry. They're like mm-hmm. they're like having having kids. They're always hungry. Um, but yeah, so um, so Skyfire's flying in. It's, Megatron is this weird like animation thing where he has a huge head and tiny body. He's like, <laughs> like all right, well, guys are coming up. He grabs the fusion can, puts it on his arm, like, all right, let's do this. He's like, I, I guess time to get to work. He was like your bobblehead. Yeah, he really, uh, yeah, he really was. Um, so yeah, he Skyfire clips two insecticons on the side of the taker because with his wing, like click click, knocks in the water. That was, that was cool. It was great. And so Megatron does the weirdest, most stilted um, command: activate the Ravage cassette. What was up with this? But I, it's actually in the script, just like this. 
Activate the Ravage cassette. Yes, it is exactly in the script from the old Sunbow archives, just like this. Okay, it's weird, man. It was it was so like it was like okay, I'm not a pod person, but activate the Ravage cassette. Um, yeah, but you know it's there, man. Whatever. And so the Autobots are like in the water. They're floating. They're floating again. It's yeah, like, they're we're, floating we're back to water. we're back to the original uh, three episodes. They're floating in the water. But uh, Thundercracker goes. Megatron said to give you a warm welcome. He uses the flamethrower he has every so often. He just mm-hmm. he remembers he has it, and he like shoots the oil and catches the fire. They just dive under the water. And yeah, they they dive under the pier. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, cool. They, why why would you put? I brought this up before. Why would you have a flamethrower on a plane? You're gonna fly faster than the fire is. It's really silly. Yeah, you think that, don't you? I I, I do. Because there's a clip. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. True. There's a clip here where uh, the beetle guy is talking but no sounds coming out of his mouth so he's just like <laughs> he's just standing there just talking and uh somebody should have like like clipped in like a Wu-Tang Clan song or something like that. Pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure there's something in there we could do uh yeah so uh, they they come up under the pier and just like all, all at once like boom and like knock Thundercracker off the pier we, who can fly who what, it's really not inconveniencing but he, he, yeah just, but yeah all right yeah that was pretty cool that was pretty cool though I don't know how they did that um, but that but that's going to come into play here in a second, though. The fact that they yeah. get somehow, uh, you know, they have traction underwater. Helps. Keep, keep, <laughs> yeah. keep, that, keep that, put a pin in that because that's yes. going to come back in a second. Just, so. uh, just brought this up in the Discord, and this is going to be fun. Yeah. 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 This is uh, very cool. So, yeah. So, it, uh, one of these Insecticons is like zapping everybody with lightning. And um, oh, so yeah. then uh, Spike figures out that the one thing he does in this episode, he figures out that rubber tires will insulate you as long as you're touching the ground with rubber tires. And, okay. Um, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I, I read a little thing about this uh, that you know they didn't actually put into thought that if you put lightning into a robot in the water, it's going to conduct through the water and kill everyone who's like not a robot. <laughs> but right. uh, you know, you know, whatever. It was you know eighties cartoons. So yeah, um, Megatron takes and starts pushing this 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 oil tanker into the refinery. Oh, oh, like, oh, hold on. oh, before before that though, there's a oh, really yeah, cool scene where so uh, the Autobots are transforming into car mode, so they don't get mm-hmm. uh, so they can just get zapped and they don't worry about it, right? Because they're grounded with the yeah. rubber tires, right? But there's a really cool scene where um, oh, Optimus, yeah. Pri- Optim- Optimus Prime instead of transforming, <laughs> so what he does is he uses two he, Autobots as skates. He does. I said the same thing in this my my notes. He's like he uses Ironhide and Braun as roller skates. He's the riding is, them. It's so cool. But the thing is, that scene is like like. A half a second long. Like, I had to back that up like fourteen times to just appreciate how cool it was. And I was like, that was so I was like, great. But like, okay, we got like, like a third of that one episode was Autobots like surfing. And like, why can't I? Why can't I get <laughs> two seconds of this, dude? Why can't I get Optimus Prime roller derby here? He's wearing. He's wearing them as shoes, like like the, the vehicle Voltron is like wearing like the cars. Yeah, right. Exactly. This was, this was so cool, man. Like, uh, like milk this. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, you cut, you cut out, cut out some. Uh, some of these Perfect. Balinese people that aren't doing yeah. anything, you know, or cut oh, out some yeah. uh, some Exacticons because the Exacticons do way too much this episode. So, um, oh yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So Megatron decides he's gonna um, he's gonna do the plot of Speed Two, and he's gonna crash <laughs> the, the oil tanker into the refinery and blow the whole thing up. I guess he, I guess he just <clears throat> he can't if he can't have it, he just don't blow everything up. Yeah, so he's apparently he he's really attraction underwater. He's pushing this tanker with all mm-hmm. the strength because he can push off the. Uh, um, so I'm gonna try to explain this the best way I can. So um, he he actually uses uh, his his 
his um, superior transformer technology to uh, create a, a surface tension of the water that he is within. So he creates a pocket to push off of. It pushes the tanker. I mean, why not? But better yet, Optimus Prime catches him and grabs it. And then he uses the same technology to stand on, on a very dense um, surface tension of the water that he is standing within. Creates a pocket around him, we'll say. And he takes the tanker in throws it at Megatron, just, like, he just tosses it. He is Colossus in this episode. God. Yeah, man. <laughs> there you go, Jess. So, that was for like, you. God. So, it, it, an oil tanker's huge. Yeah. Like, massive. And and those things, you know, those things, you know, I, I guess the beam, I think is what it's called, you know, the, the depth that goes underwater, I think is what it's called. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know anything about boats. I'm, I, I'm terrified of boats. Um, but despite the fact, I'll, I'll live on the I'll live right by the water. I, I don't okay. I don't like I don't Captain like Brody. Boats. Why are you terrified of the of the boats? I don't like boats. I I don't like boats. Great man, they float. Nah. They're supposed to. <laughs> I just uh, discovered they, something they, new about you today, man. They float until they don't. <laughs> you can swim, right? Uh, yeah, I can swim, but I don't I, like I like, I like to swim in clear water. I like to swim in water that I can see the bottom of. Preferably, preferably there's a concrete bottom of that and not a yeah. sand or, <laughs> especially even worse, a seaweed bottom. I don't know. I don't yeah. like things that lurk in those, uh, in those places. I, I get that. I don't like that at all. Um, so, um, yeah, well, let's get back to this. Um, so, like, uh, my notes was Megatron does his best to cause an environmental disaster. Uh, so that's what that whole scene was about. Um, but Shrapnel's control beams have one major weakness. If you cut off the the uh, signal, they all go away. Because there's like these clones surrounding Bumblebee and Spike. And uh, Trailbreaker goes, oh yeah, I have this thing I can do. And shoots, and Chris Christopherson gets up, shoots a uh, beam at uh, at Shrapnel, cuts off all the signal, they all all the clones just disappear. So, yep. it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Yep. And uh, so then these have to kind of start eating Energon. And yeah. uh, Megatron is just appalled by this. He's pissed. He declares them traitors. And they're gonna blow them up, and yeah, that routes the Decepticons, and they they're all done. I, I think the one thing they they hate more than anything else is being um kind of hosed in the end. Like, hey, the, we we, were, we had a partnership. Well, you know, I guess you should have known better. They they didn't care to reach out to you and say hi until now, and uh, so there you go. I guess. So yeah, there's this whole thing where um Bumblebee's like, I don't envy Megatron or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly the line, but Wheeljack does this really interesting thing um, at the end of the episode. This, this is going to foreshadow a uh, episode of uh, uh, season two, episode one. Wheeljack mentions that uh, making transformer uh, body for Spike, and is, Spike's like, eh, I don't know, man. I I can't even drive, or no, he's not old enough to drive. Right. Yeah. He's going to make him a, a motorcycle. He wants to make him a cyclone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'd be all about that. That'd be great. Have a cyclone armor. Oh man, that's that'd be sweet. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll get into that when we get into season two. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, that's that's a plague of the Sectagons. That was the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, (laughs) like some of them do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this one was uh, like this was just basically like nonstop action. This Mm one just it was just like. From the very beginning, it was just things happen, things happen, things happen, things mm-hmm. happen, and uh, um, I, I did like that the Insecticons were portrayed as a, an actual menace. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Unlike uh, my main man, Devastator, who just kind of showed up and formed Devastator <laughs> and then got, immediately got blown up and yeah. did, did zero in that episode. Um, uh, this was a pretty cool way to introduce these guys because they mm-hmm. they came they came they just came in and did stuff and they wrecked face the entire mm-hmm. entire thing. Uh, I think I would probably like this episode a little bit more if it was in the middle, which I believe. Think I think about it. I think this was supposed to be um, to, like you know the the towards the like the last like quarter or last third of the, of the season and not the final episode. Yeah, I think um, Heavy Metal War is supposed to be the uh, last episode. So, yeah, yeah and, and, and you know we've touched on that before, where uh, you mm-hmm. know the you know that they've aired out of order or they're you know presented out of order a lot of times. Um, I, I I guess it just kind of it just kind of falls flat. It just as because in my brain I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, this is the final episode of season one, and I I think because we are so spoiled at this point on like mm-hmm. prestige TV that has, you know, well-defined seasons and, you know, beginning and a middle and an end and a good cliffhanger for the next season. And, um, I think that kind of tainted how I felt about it. Um, a kid brain really wanted to really would have wanted to go out and buy all three of these little guys. Oh yeah. Um, and, and spoiler kid brain, uh, at eight years old or whatever did go out and buy a kickback. That was, that was one of the, these transformers that did have he was he was actually a good one so he looked mm-hmm. he looked cool in both in both forms uh, he was a good, oh yeah he was a good one um i got bombshell myself bombshell yeah mm-hmm. uh which one is he is he the the bull weevil bull weevil okay mm-hmm. uh but yeah so uh it, it was it wasn't bad um i guess kid kid gonna go like i don't know man like uh three and a half salt off nerds <laughs> <laughs> out, of, out of five um yeah. it was fine uh adult brain just it was like like i said all the shortcomings of the you know the season formatting and, and all that kind of stuff just kind of brought it down for me a little bit so i'd have to go like i don't know man i'd, I'd have to go like oh god uh i, I don't know two heavily modulated reverbed pokemon voices <laughs> <laughs> and then there's and i I mean it's like from the adult point of view there just wasn't a whole lot of like fun stuff and and it's like like we've said before about you know if there's like some funny like animation errors or you Mm -hmm. know something cool to glom onto like like i didn't think it was a whole lot of like funny dialogue in this one or anything like that it wasn't really a lot to to grasp onto and and, and especially it being the you know the you know the end of the first season it's just kind of like meh it's kind of a kind of whimper and i would i would much rather have uh have had heavy metal war be the be the end so but that, but that that's just like again that's that's also you know 40 pacing. years of yeah it's, it's pacing and, it, and it's you know 40 years of uh, of you know learning how stories are structured and you know a good like 20 years of of you know amazing seasons of television one after the other after the other after the mm-hmm. other and you, know, you get spoiled on you know things that came out before that era so uh so yeah that's uh that, that, that's 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 me what do you uh what do you got on this one yeah i mean i i kind of the same way i'm uh you know, it was it was actually there's a lot going on. I mean, the script is constantly like you're changing locales constantly. It's constantly going on. Things are happening over and over and over. Um, yeah, nonstop action. There are some funny things in this episode. There are some silly things in the episode. But I mean, all in all, yeah, it it was a good introduction to uh, the Insecticons who will be around. I mean, for quite a while. They're not going around till they're not gonna go away till uh, after uh, the uh, 1986 movie, which uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come to it. Um, so, uh, they, I actually, yeah, I, I, I really dug it. Um, I kind of forgot how resourceful and cool as, uh, as characters they are, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's just, you know, it's episode of the week, 
afternoon cartoon fodder, as as yeah. I say. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a two insecticline clones out of five because it does get worse, but it also gets a lot better. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's it for uh, for season one. Actually, um, I want to thank everyone for uh, seeking out the uh, the uh, Discord, um, emailing us, getting a hold of us. Um, I will say this also because I I always forget to say this. But I know it's important to, um, if you like it, you know, give us a good rating or, you know, hopefully not a bad rating or decent rating and, uh, you know, on your favorite platform and, you know, say hi, email us. We're uh, pretty, you know, pretty common talking in the, uh, in the discord um, and wherever you, however you find us, you know, we have um, a Facebook page. I'm going to put all the uh, links in the show notes like I always do. I look forward to talking to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Ed and I both, man, we, I, I think I've uh, made a believer out of them that, you know, Transformers <laughs> fans are pretty cool, man. They're all right. Yeah, Transformers fans are, are, are once again, Transformers fans are very cool. Uh, yeah, so that uh, that is it for season one. Um, so I, I think what from what we talked about before, I think we're going to do uh, a Subdivisions mm-hmm. next week and maybe yeah. the week after that before we get into season yeah, two. Give a little bumper. I mean, there I'd, I'd like to do um, a Subdivisions on... Um, uh, one of my favorite other properties, but we already talked about the in our Discord. Um, I think uh, Tim gave us a really good idea about you know talking about different um, openings of uh, different TV shows. Oh, theme songs! Yeah, we should definitely, songs, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do theme, yeah, so, theme um, songs. But yeah, we don't. So basically, what we're saying is that we don't know what we're going to do next week, and you, you, yeah, yeah, we we, 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 we talked about uh, doing Robotech at one point too. So I mean, like, if we you want to yeah. you know, talk about that, we we we'll figure it out. Uh, Ed and I will talk, I'm sure, about this and figure out what we're doing. But you know, it's just toss around ideas. So, um, guys, please get a hold of us and yeah, tell us your ideas. Tell us in the Discord what you think is really cool, and we'd love to hear about it. So, Ed, you want to take us out with a quote for the end of season one? Uh, I, you know, I, I just I wanted something simple uh, for, mm-hmm. for for the end uh, of season one. So, I'm just gonna say, roll out. Succinct. I like it. All right, guys, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, th- this whole season. And um, please, you know, say hi. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.